0: Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. This is Blanche Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC
1: Nation is one of the longest running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer, The Maestro, former Impact performer, Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor, Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality, Bruce Work. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Work, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern and In the Room. Featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrator's Brady Hicks and WCW alum, The Maestro, both shows take callers live during the show. And recent guests have included General Adnan, Hito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Danger Sandy Davis, Jimmy Hart, Richard Steamboat, Brogis Clay, and so many more. Archive free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation.
2: Hola, this is your amiga, Shelly from Cali. To let you know, you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests, Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and seeing what the hell you guys are thinking.
1: This is a slip to the Doctor of Style and you're listening to VOC Nation.
7: Check out In The Room. Every Tuesday night at 9, listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's
8: Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stroh Maestro, Cassie Fitz, Matt Grimm.
3: And you know, and Ray there too, right Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party.
0: on VOCNation.com or listen to the podcast by searching Boc Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app.
11: On wrestling with
1: problems, we deal with two things, wrestling and problems. On the wrestling side, we cover the major feds as well as the indies. As far as problems go, we cover our problems, American problems, and world problems. Sometimes the problems are even related to wrestling. Every week, comedian King David Lane and wrestler, promoter Chris Press discuss the best and especially the worst in the world of wrestling with a heaping dose of comedy. Check us out live on com or on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back. On an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro.
2: What's up, ladies, stars, and sons? This is former WWE diva Maria Canellis and current First Lady of Ring of Honor, and you are listening to In the Room. <laughs>
8: VOC Nation Wrestling Network, right here live on VOCNation.com, and of course, your your favorite podcast platforms as well. I'm Brady Hicks, and I'm glad to be back once again. Thank you, Stroh, for manning the ship last week, the, the mothership, while I was away with my niece's birthday. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, how you doing, Stroh, since I'm talking to you?
7: Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, a pleasure, Brady. Uh, it was great time, as always, last week, and even better, you're back. So, welcome back.
8: <laughs> thank you thank you I, i'm I, I'm excited to be here uh kathy Fitz, the lovely kathy Fitz. what's going on kathy
11: no, much Brady welcome back
8: thank you. It's good to be back it's It's good to be uh right here with all you guys and uh also with maniac matt grim
9: matt my friend how you doing tonight i uh i'm good i'm good i've got i've been watching the olympics which uh WWE was kind of counting on last night, given the overall quality of the show that they put on. Um, Yeah, (laughs) yeah, just just another day in the life. By the way, did you see that Simone
8: Biles kind of pulled a Stone Cold Steve Austin there?
11: Yeah, I don't know. She she took her ball on.
9: I imagine she's under a enormous amount of pressure. Might be a uh, an understatement.
8: A little, little
9: bit of stress. (laughs) Yeah,
8: for sure. Just a pressure. Sure.
11: Yeah. For sure. 338
9: nine one four three three eight eighteen
8: eighty five. So there's a lot I want to talk about tonight. We also have a very special guest coming on, uh well, um well, she'll be on between nine thirty and ten. I'm not I'm not exactly sure when. Uh, but we'll be joined by Tina San Antonio, who's gonna be part of the women's super eight tournament this Saturday in Paulsboro, New Jersey. Uh Kathy, awesome. we were supposed to have Gabby Ortiz tonight. Uh, but she had to cancel. She had a funeral, so um, oh, unfortunately, right. she's not going to make it. We might try and pre-record something another night, but honestly, uh, I just I just see everything coming up so fast. I don't know that we're going to fit it in. So if not, Kathy, maybe we'll get Gabby on after she wins the tournament. <laughs>
12: yeah, hopefully she will win the
8: tournament. <laughs> My 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 sentimental pick, and I was really bummed about this guy's, was uh, Kaya McKenna, who came on here, yeah, and uh, she actually she spent almost three hours sitting with us, Matt, believe it or not, and uh, she was beautiful. So the whole thing just doesn't compute at all. Uh, but she was she was here <laughs> with us. She talked wrestling. She even talked to the callers like that. That's how you know that somebody likes you, Matt, is when they actually invest in your callers as well. So uh, so anyway, Kaya McKenna suffering a uh, an injury, having to pull out of the tournament. Uh, ECWA making the big announcement last night that she's going to be replaced by Megan Bain. I don't know a lot about Megan, but um, I've kind of looked at, into her a lot in the last day. I mean, I know she's done like AEW and different stuff. Uh, she looks jacked, Kathy. She looks damn scary. I, I feel like the bar just got raised for this tournament. <laughs> I'm hurting. She, have you? Are you familiar with her? She looks like China, kind of.
11: No, really, I, I haven't heard of
8: her.
11: I mean, oh uh, really yeah, really not about to pick out <laughs> I the I hadn't yes, heard of yes. it either and, and Matt
8: I don't mean like nineteen ninety seven china I mean like two thousand like two thousand china nineteen ninety nine china
9: you know uh, uh okay
11: yeah yeah <laughs>
8: so uh, not that not that that really matters I, I wasn't saying that to uh to body shame anybody at all uh <laughs> so nine one four three three eighteen eighty five um I also wanted to mention uh we we well, we didn't, uh, but uh, a close friend of ours, uh, Brian Blair, his son, uh, Brett, who's actually named after the hitman himself. Uh, so Brett Blair um, found dead this week, and he's yeah. he's what, Kathy, in his thirties, I think. Like it, it's such a sad thing.
11: Uh, I thought maybe late twenties, early thirties.
8: Late twenty. Okay. Well, I was close. Yeah. It's sad. It's totally a bummer. Um, I did text Brian. I reached out to Brian. Um, obviously, I didn't hear back, but they're going through a whole lot right now. So hopefully they're okay. Yeah. I saw that. Right. Yeah, Brian, Brian yeah. just went in for that like mid-July, right? Like the 15th, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's
9: definitely um, praying for them, you know.
8: Yeah, for sure. It's a a tough thing. It is Nobody ever wants to lose a child. Um, And I can't ever decide, like, if it's worse to, like, watch them drawn out or, like, to have it happen out of the blue where you're not expecting it. I almost think the second one can be worse in a lot of ways because, you know, one day and then the next, you know. So anyway, our our thoughts and
12: prayers. One of the articles. I'm sorry. In one of the articles Mm -hmm. I read. It said uh, that he was murdered and found in a construction site.
8: Okay. See, I had heard that, but I didn't know that for sure, so I didn't want to, like, kind of introduce conjecture. But, um, yeah. you know, if that's what you're hearing, then that probably is what it is for sure. Um, yeah, so it's sad. And, uh, you know, we can definitely um, kind of look back on well, – Oh, I mean, none of us really knew Brett Brett Blair, but certainly – certainly we can feel for his family, so so our, our thoughts and prayers mm-hmm. do go out to all the Blair family and uh all their friends as well. Uh we also had a couple of rumors this week kinda of, the rumor mill is up churning, baby. Um so we, we had a couple churning, uh you believe this <laughs> my God.
11: If you if you read the
8: internet on any given week Stro, you have anybody from like you you have anybody from like Hulk Hogan to Bruno San Martino to CM Punk signing with the AEW this week. Um now, now, I, I do I do think that, that there probably is some uh there probably is some uh, fire where there's that smoke, I'm I'm thinking. Uh Daniel Bryan is the other one, apparently. Uh Daniel Bryan and CM Punk have both signed with AEW, at least that's the rumor. Um Curious to see how this plays out. I'm really curious what uh, what gangs they're going to join because, of course, you can't go into AEW by yourself. Um, so uh,
7: next, next thing you'll know, be uh, J Lo and Ben Affleck joining Allie. The, the
8: yeah, yeah, Gang Wars. Hey, you never know. You never know. Hey, man, that was some that was some heavy duty PDA I saw from those two. So. Not Daniel Bryan and CM Punk, the other two. Uh, yeah, so 914 um, 338 I don't know, Matt. I mean, listen, I'll, I'll say this. If AEW signed those two, my interest in the company has gone from about a 7 or 8 to about a 10. As a fan, I, I think it's a really exciting thing. Um, I never understood as popular as CM Punk was. In spite of what I always kind of thought of him, um, not knowing him, of course, but in spite of what I've always thought of him, I, I, I think it's impossible to deny the connection that he has with the crowds. You know, And, and if you're talking about a connection with the crowds, then, like, my God, isn't that what this is all about, kind
9: of? I think that's kind of AEW's stock in trade right now. Um, And it's something that they're, frankly, uh, for being such a young company, are much better at than WWE at this point. Um, I I think people, you know, people who are fans of AEW have wrestlers that they are really invested in. Um, Sure. Whether you're looking at, like, Jungle Boy or Darby or Moxley um, or whoever, really. Um, And I, like... Like WWE doesn't really have anywhere near the number of people who kind of inspire that in their fan base, and it's like you said. I think if they have, and same thing with—is it too soon to go back to calling him Brian Danielson now? Uh, I mean, I, I guess not. If that's that's probably what he'll be. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming he'll go back to using his his real name, but I, that's in the same thing. I mean, how can you argue the connection that he forged with the fans? Um, if you've got guys like this coming in, like true legitimate main event people who were on a national stage, I, I think this really kind of changes the calculus of, of things for AEW. Not that they weren't on a good pass already, but – I WWE would have to absolutely sit up and take notice of this.
8: I'm sure that they are. I, I would think that they have to be. And here's the really interesting thing in the whole thing. Uh, not only are they great personalities and very popular and beloved by the fans, but they're great wrestlers. I mean, neither one of them is going to be a slouch in that company that's almost full of all workers at this point.
11: Yeah. So, uh,
8: it's an exciting thing for fans, for sure, for, uh, for AEW. I hope this doesn't mean that they're creating a third show and they're going to be the new commentary duo, uh, but we'll see. You know, we'll see about that. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it kind of is what it is. Uh, 914-338-1885. I don't, Stroh, what do you think about that? Uh, De- uh, Brian Danielson. And... Um, I guess AEW will have to change CM Punk's name, right? He'll probably be like, Punk cm Sin or something.
7: Punk cm <laughs> I, I think it's, def- it's, it's definitely a game changer. It, mm-hmm. it really is. And especially if if both of them get signed at at, at the same time. I mean, wow.
11: Yeah.
8: And, uh, by the way, speaking of game changer, Kathy, I don't know if you see what I did there. Uh, Nick Cage mm-hmm. is in AEW, too. I, so this is a lot of additions recently. It's uh, I don't know if it's a one-off kind of thing. I don't really see what Nick Gage does appealing to the mass yeah, audiences, yeah. but maybe Nick Gage can do stuff that I don't know about that doesn't involve weed whackers or uh, pizza cutters. Or, or maybe that's their plan, Kathy. Maybe he'll just be like a pay-per-view guy and they'll – They'll use him when they want to have real exploding ring
13: matches. I,
11: I'm i still shocked that he was to them. Though.
8: I thought it was great that they had John Moxley making fun of the fact that Nick Gage robbed a bank without a mask. Yeah. And he actually referenced it. He's like, that guy's so crazy. He robs a bank without a mask. Yep. And it's true. He did. He's crazy, Kat. Yeah. Never been in the same building as him, but I've heard some stories that I don't ever want to be. <laughs> 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 he's
11: a tough, no. been, the tough S.O.P.,
8: that's what's He He's the one, he was in, like, the tournament of death, right? And, like,
11: Cosmic. he passed out
8: or whatever. And, and they were, like, they were working on him. And I, I forget exactly what was wrong with him, but he came too, and he tried to, like, go back out to the ring, and they're like, no, like, absolutely not. And he was, like, pissed. Yeah. <sighs> Perfect timing, Matt, with Dark Side of the Ring having just had him a couple weeks
9: ago. I kind of wondered if that was how the connection was forged, because... Shortly after that, Jericho had, I think, I think it was one of the writers from Dark Side of the Ring on, and they got to talking about Nick Gage and Jericho. Yeah, if I remember correctly, I, I think Jericho said something about how he had never even heard of him before. Um, but now he, now that he was on Jericho's radar, I mean, look, it's. I don't think it's a stretch to imagine that, you know, the timing of of this thing coming up with MJF and like the Five Labors of Jericho. If, you know, the stars just aligned and and this idea popped into his head. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it is just a one-off thing. But it was definitely uh, a little surreal to see him pop up on on an actual televised wrestling program. Yeah. Well, I I mean, I've been thinking about it,
8: and I don't know how you guys feel, but, like, this past, like, 2020 and 2021 between the pandemic – and uh, all the interplay between all these different wrestling companies, between the independents, between Impact, between AEW, New Japan, pretty much everybody but WWE is working together. And uh, it's insane, like if you think about it. Um, like, for example, Zack Ryder pops up on like Game Changer Wrestling and wins the title this past weekend. They show the fans throwing the bottles and the trash and everything else at him. as he's like celebrating in the ring with the title, and it's a, it's surreal. I mean, Zack Ryder just spent six months with AEW, then went to Impact. Uh, you know all these guys are talking, and it's insane the amount of cooperation that's going on in the industry right now. I, it, I, I think it hasn't been this huge since probably the late 90s, when, like, WWE was working with ECW and ECW was working with Memphis, and uh, they all, like, were exchanging talent and the NWA was another one like they're they're all exchanging talent and WCW had the thing with New Japan and it was like I, I feel like we've kind of come full circle now to where everybody's working together again and it, it definitely is a good thing as far as the fans are concerned Strow. absolutely it's uh it, it's an exciting thing I mean long overdue like, yeah Yeah, and I'm kind of surprised, you know. And at some point, you know, when WWE feels that AEW has gotten close enough to them, they're going to resort to the same trick, Matt. You're going to start seeing probably Major League Wrestling or whoever working with WWE.
9: I suppose as long as the the stockholders think that's okay. I mean, that's the one thing that separates WWE from a lot of these other companies is that being that they're publicly (laughs) traded – uh, you know they're beholden to their stockholders they're not beholden to their their customers for sure uh yeah. they're not really beholden to their own employees so I, it's a, it's a weird position to be in because 20 years ago WWE was that hungrier well 24 years ago, yeah. 24 25 years ago they were a, they were a hungry company that you know was on the mm-hmm. ropes and and wanted to make a come back like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, and and they're certainly not hungry anymore. So, it, yeah. it almost feels like they're behind uh, behind the times in that regard.
8: Hungry dogs run faster, right? It was uh, they, they do indeed. <laughs> the old adage, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. But you're right. Like it's funny how a sense of urgency is created when you're in trouble. Like yeah, <clears throat> the mere the mere thought of losing Daniel Bryan almost sent WWE off the crazy edge to where they were willing to work with New Japan for the first time in 30 years.
11: Mm-hmm. But,
8: yeah, just losing one guy was enough to, like, make them consider it. They snapped back at And you're right, Matt. This company hasn't been Vince McMahon's company in 20 years. He's beholden to the stockholders. Yeah. He, he's um, barely a majority shareholder. And you hear all the time how they're selling stocks, stocks. I I wonder at yeah. what point this company becomes modeled similarly to WCW, like at what point does like, is it Dick Ebersol still or like whoever's in charge of NBC or or Fox or even ABC, whatever, you know? When somebody steps up and says we want to become a majority investor in WWE, are the McMahon's out at that? Point? Or Disney? What if it's Disney? Well, that's ABC, I guess. But like. If somebody makes them the right offer, I'm feeling more and more like that's what's going to happen.
9: It could. It certainly could. I mean, like what you said is true. It hasn't truly been Vince McMahon's company because, look, once a company is publicly traded, the only thing that they're in business to do is to make money for their stockholders. And if that means that the quality of the product suffers, that doesn't matter anymore. They can – as long as they're bringing in money and putting that money in the, in the shareholders' pockets, then the company is, you know, ostensibly doing what it's supposed to be doing. Um, but, I mean, I think it's undeniable to say that, like, the overall uh, – whether you want to say the quality diminished or whatever, I guess that's a matter of, of taste. But I think it's hard to deny that the company is different and it's not the same company that it was – 25 years ago, the product is not the same that it was 25 years ago.
8: I don't think the product is the same as it was six or seven years ago.
9: No, it isn't. It isn't. And I mean, it wasn't... Yeah. In my opinion, it wasn't great then either. But it's definitely...
11: Yeah.
8: It's a... It's a strange... And and here's the strange thing, too. WWE never officially split from PG. But... Once in a while, they'll say or they'll do something, Matt, that makes me think, like, my God, like, are we going to go back to the Attitude Era? And, and I don't think we ever will, in terms of like mature content or whatever. Um, those kind of things kind of are few and far between. Like yeah. Sasha Banks, for example, right? But, but like, did did he guys about, like the Roman Reigns? Ra- did you guys see Roman Reigns? Did he say about John Cena on Friday?
7: Oh, my God. You guys God. see
8: that? And they edited it out. So that, told, that tells you where their head is at with this. Like, they'll say something for shock value, but they absolutely do not want it to stay out there beyond when it's said live. And it's crazy. So bizarre. It's trying Did to have you see what he
9: It was funny. Yeah. Well, I <laughs> had my ass off when he said that. Well, you might as well refresh it for everybody who's listening.
8: Yeah. So I so I don't have the recording, but Roman Reigns said that if John Cena were sex, he would be the missionary position because he's bored. Oh, yes. <laughs> what, what, a
13: dick. what a dick. Oh wow! <laughs>
8: like what a jerk! But he's true. It's right. It's true. It's funny, and it is true. You know, he's the he's the good old. You know, he's good old reliable.
9: So. Hmm. Yeah. So what, did he, what did he? What was? What was the point of comparison? What did he say he was?
11: <laughs> he implied it. He implied it. Like, <laughs> like,
3: Inverted crab. The... Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Like, what? What's this? <laughs> <laughs> the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. The,
9: uh, <laughs> the Alabama crab dangle.
13: <laughs> yeah.
11: Yeah.
9: Oh, <laughs> hey, it's all right. I mean, The Miz
8: has been the Cleveland steamer of WWE for the last 5 years, so. Uh, but
9: that's yeah, for a to sutra, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh.
11: But when we said that, man, I lost shoot your own arm it. I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> but they
9: edited it out. And, and on all the <laughs> replays is what out. you're saying, right? <laughs> the next day. Oh. <laughs> the next day it's
8: gone. I I only had it because I recorded it on the DVR. That that's why I had it. Yeah. I'm sure it's available online. In fact, I'll try doing the commercial Blake tip to, to get a clip of him saying it because it was real. It was like I was having a drink, Matt, and I, I, I spat that thing better than Triple H. It was uh when he said that.
3: <laughs> because well, that's that's points, what makes it so frustrating to
9: watch them now. It's like that's a yeah. great line, but, like, commit to it. Right. Own
11: it.
12: Like, let that yeah. be the headline the next day, you know?
11: Yeah. So and when Paul
12: was the ring, Go singing ahead. the yeah. uh, John Cena song, that's not a song. Paul Haney is humming the song.
11: That was funny. Yeah.
8: That's another thing. And this is a minor gripe, but it's a gripe. Um, They can have mature – they have three different friggin' brands, Matt. You know, if they have NXT, it's like the wrestling brand, you know. They have Raw, which should be, at least in the last two hours, should be a little more mature, a little more gritty, whatever. And they have SmackDown. It's clearly positioned for kids. It's on a network. It's Friday night. Who the hell is home at Friday night watching Fox?
9: Realistically, nobody between the ages of 15 and – Thirty-five, I want to say. Right. Yeah. So, so. So. It's an
8: intentional thing to plant something like that. I, I seriously doubt that Roman Reigns said it without being told by somebody that he could. But it would be it would have been so much better used during Raw at a time when there weren't so many kids watching. If they're going to do that, just my thought.
9: I mean, SmackDown is clearly the kids' show, which is bizarre because, like, they have their like the grit—probably the grittiest character in the company—is headlining that show. Yep. And they and they walk around calling each other bitches. And yeah, I mean, <coughs> the whole thing is weird.
8: The whole thing is
11: weird. I just
9: think WWE struggles to. I- it tries to be all things to all people, and. I don't know. That's the problem. It would help the product overall if they just picked a target audience and aimed for it.
11: Yeah. Yeah.
9: No, you're right.
8: I'm just trying to see if I got it. Yep. (laughs) Okay. I got it. Um,. So let's let's go to a real quick commercial break. And on the other side, uh, we'll play this for you guys, and then uh, we'll hop on the line with Tina San Antonio, and uh, we'll open up the lines after that. Of course, 914-338-1885. It's in the room, the VOC Nation Wrestling Network. Be right back.
0: Hey, this is a Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VLC Nation, you don't miss out.
3: Check out in the room every
7: Tuesday night
3: at nine. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Cassie Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you are we there too, right Way? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus
9: I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings and uh,
7: didn't get to attack it.
3: Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous.
9: We were getting into like snuff
3: film territory there. In the room nine PM Eastern on VOC Nation.
10: The Rocky War.
11: Everybody loves
0: Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that.
11: Yes, Dylan, you guys are
0: up. Catch Wrestling with History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com or listen to the podcast by searching VOCNation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app.
4: Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro, talking old school, match of the
7: week, talking dream.
1: This is the Slister, the Doctor of Style, and you're listening to VOC Nation.
7: Check out In The Room. Every Tuesday night at 9, listen in. Pro Wrestling
8: Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star, Stroh Maestro, Cassie Fitz, Matt Grimm.
3: And you know we're really, there too, right, Way? Really? We sure are, and we've got great guests, like Les Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party.
0: Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on?
10: Jesus, how did I get roped into this?
0: General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of
10: family in the... Rocky War.
11: Everybody loves
0: Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that.
6: Yes, yeah, you guys
11: are busting me
0: up. Catch Wrestling with History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. On Wrestling with
1: Problems, we deal with two things wrestling mm-hmm. and problems. On the wrestling side, we cover the major feds as well as the indies. As far as problems go, we cover our problems,
11: American problems,
13: and world problems.
11: Sometimes the world looks perfect, nothing to read. All right,
8: uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network right here on VOCNation.com. I, I have the Roman Reigns clip uh, queued up. We're going to play that for you guys in one second. Uh, but before we kind of jump back in, Stro, what do you got going on this week, man?
7: Uh, well, this Thursday night, WCW Retro, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on VOCNation.com. We'll be discussing the greatest commentators in wrestling history. So if you guys. Nice. Any great memories of some great commentators that you've liked over the years, please call in. And this Friday night at midnight Eastern Standard Time on my horror sci-fi show The Stroh Zone, which will be on uh, Facebook.com slash Uh Friday night's feature will be The Snow Creature. So please tune in.
8: I dated her in college. I'm positive about that one.
7: Oh, uh, I've got to go. to This college you keep referring to—yeah, really interesting people. Yeah, it was like the, it
8: was like the. Uh, <laughs> it's like the X Men school, you know. <laughs> X Men, <nice. laughs> <laughs> except uh, just literally. Except uh, no, except that uh, you know, I didn't have any superpower of any kind. Uh, but they actually called me Captain. They actually called me Captain Missionary. Now I'm only playing. Uh (laughs) Uh, Hold on, 914-338-1885. All right, so here's the Roman clip, and I'm crossing my fingers that the sound quality is okay because I wasn't able to uh, kind of screen it.
5: My hand, he put on a nostalgia act. It's the same thing. He came out here, the same music, the same entrance, the same run to the ring, the same outfit, the same promo, the same insults. If I wanted that, all I had to do was search online for two thousand five John Cena. It's the same thing over and over and over. It's like missionary position every single night. <laughs> <laughs>
11: Man. <laughs> just, you my know, opinion, my opinion, my opinion,
8: Kathy, uh, he was on a roll there.
11: Let that go. Let
8: that go. In 10 years, you'll probably be saying way worse things than that anyway. Seriously. They
11: are. <laughs>
8: <laughs>
11: over and over. <laughs> he's, just,
8: he's amazing. He's uh, a <laughs> – they better hope he never loses interest in leaving w w e because they'll be in trouble they They basically put all their eggs in that basket
11: Mhm, yeah,
9: I know it was good too, because you all laughed yeah, <laughs> yeah it was it was funny hey he he and Moxley are good friends. you never know what uh, who, uh who's getting it who's here.
13: <laughs>
7: Could be. <laughs>
8: yeah, I'm still laughing about it. <laughs> but every night. Yeah. But here's the thing. Um, there was nothing in that promo that he said was wrong. You know, people are excited that John Cena's back, and that's great. I, it was exciting to see him. He got a reaction, and I thought, like, my God, people can still give reactions in WWE. That's great, but he's right. John Cena hasn't changed since 2005. He is the exact same guy that he's always been. Uh, You know, we talk all the time about how The Undertaker changed over time. He was never the same, like, kind of person for more than a year or two before he was kind of moving on and trying something different. And John Cena continues to be the missionary position of WWE.
11: (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, I mean, who would you say you is it the it closest comparable uh, Sorry. Like,
9: Would you say that like, Cena was like a modern Hogan When he was first When he was on top of the company I mean I would say that I would say that Sure um,
8: I mean, even But here's the thing first, right. 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 first of all it was a different era Right I was going to say first of all it was a different era Second of all his reign and his run in WWE Really only lasted about seven years
9: Right, right. So he didn't even have he didn't even have that the same kind of length of time there that he did.
8: Like yeah, like the time he, yeah. since we had Daniel Bryan and Yeselmania until now, that was the extent of Hulk Hogan's entire run with WWE. Minus like when he came back and had the title for a co- couple months with the Yokozuna thing. I I don't even right. include that really, because that was just kind of like almost like a thank you on the way out. So
9: it's It's crazy. that It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Like like Vince was ready to move on to like younger guys after like a seven year run. And now you've got guys in the company who've been there for like 15, 16, 17 years and are just, have just been on a treadmill the whole time. Yeah. It's crazy. I remember,
8: I remember when the undertaker had a decade of destruction, and everybody was like, "Oh my god, he's been in the company for ten years. He's yep. been in the main yep. event." For 10, I remember whatever.
11: that.
9: Uh, the Miz is going on twenty. And it feels, and this is not a diss at, at the Miz, but it just feels like it's not even comparable. Like the, like the the Miz's career has just felt like an afterthought compared to that. Yeah. Because they don't build stars anymore.
8: Very rarely. No. I mean, if you're talking kind of Mount Rushmore type stuff right now, um, and I know it's only supposed to be four, but, I mean, you got Bruno, Hogan, Stone Cold Rock, Cena. And I assume in probably ten years, Roman Reigns. That's about it. I mean – You've had other guys that came and were major contributors or whatever. Uh, but in my opinion, they were the only headlining guys that they ever really had.
11: Sounds
9: crazy considering the, the amount of talent that's, you know, come and gone from that company.
11: Yeah. Yeah.
8: Sure. Do you ever think about that? Like how how crazy that is. Like Hogan's run only lasted seven years, really. Um, it feels like it lasted about thirty for wrestling fans, and and I know he's like left and come back, but like just in WWF that first time, seven years. Shelton well, Benjamin. Shelton Benjamin's been on the toilet longer
7: than that. Well, our attention span as wrestling fans has really changed drastically over the years, yeah. per se. And, and and what may be what may be a few minutes in actual time for us, cause it would seem like forever nowadays. So.
8: Mm-hmm. You know what's funny? When I used to play with my wrestling action figures when I was younger,
7: uh, Matt, mm-hmm.
8: all my matches yeah. would last about five seconds. I would get them in the ring and we'd go right to the finish. And I always thought, like, what a cool wrestling company that would be if all you did was talk and then just go in the ring and just do your finish and the match is over.
9: Hit your finisher and win, yeah.
8: In and out, you know? Yep. Be like a
9: Goldberg match every time. <laughs> so if you change your mind, do you feel like that would make for a great company?
8: I think it would because people don't have good attention spans. And I, I think people really just, like, they just want to pop for something exciting, you know. And so, like, they'll pop if they get that finisher timed perfectly, you know. That's why, like, that's why when, like, matches end suddenly like that, like, really quickly, like, you know, where, like, the good guy comes in the ring, whatever, uh, catches somebody off guard, does the finisher. and pins The crowd goes wild usually when they do it. It happens in MMA, too. You know, like they somebody ends yeah. it quickly. That's like the reaction of the night usually. I don't know, maybe it would get old if everybody was doing it. But like even if you notice, like you talk about like attention spans. Like I was watching like an old episode of like Raw from like ninety seven I think it was. And they had like uh they had like a twenty three minute match between like Owen Hart and Headbanger Mosh. And I thought they would never do a twenty three minute match nowadays. Like nowadays if you do like seven or eight minutes, like that's like death.
9: Yeah. Yeah. And yet the show was still three but that hours. That was almost long half the show. Yeah. 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 I don't know.
8: To me with a three hour show I would be getting as much of that roster on there as
9: possible. I'd be rotating it too. Like, why does anybody have yeah. to be on television every week? Like, Charlotte yeah. Flair just came back and she's already so overexposed. She's in what, mm-hmm. like, three segments on Raw? Like, stop! Yeah, like, have her on television twice a month. Have all your top stars on television twice a month, and yep. and have the major stars only on the pay-per-views. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. They did it right with Brock, and, and they did, they did. He was an, he could have been around a little. I wish he'd been around a little bit more than he was, especially when he was holding the title. Um, yeah, but like, like again, I hate to always draw comparisons to AEW, but like if you watch Dynamite, there's only a handful of people who are on every week, and they're not always involved in the top stories on the card. Like yeah. Jericho's on every week because his song gets a pop, and everybody loves him. But like yeah. Adam Page isn't on every episode. Like even Kenny Omega isn't on every episode and he holds the title.
11: Right. Yeah. Like
9: Darby's not on every thing. episode, Jungle yeah. Boy's not. Like I could I could go right, on. Right. Yeah, you're right. You're you're absolutely right.
8: And and they're not suffering for it.
9: They're actually making that more even, stars if you think about it that way. Right. You, you you don't get tired of people if you're only seeing them like twice a month. Now,
8: I had this idea a couple of years ago, and I thought they should have done it, uh, but nobody ever listens to Mistro. Um, I always thought they should have done because they have three brand, three brands, three pretty successful brands. I mean, they, they are still pretty successful, strangely enough. Um, I always thought it should have been more of a soft brand split. So basically, because everybody, especially the, the main two brands, right, so Raw and SmackDown, They both have the same pay-per-views every month, or every couple weeks, or whatever it is. Um, So, let's just say you're having Roman Reigns feud with John Cena. So, like, maybe between Money in the Bank and SummerSlam, you might choose to have that feud happen exclusively on Raw. And you move another feud over to SmackDown and you have that and then every month basically at the pay-per-view after the pay-per-view it resets where you never know who's going to be on which show and you don't make a big deal out of it because it's the same roster it's the same company but if you see John Cena on Raw this week you know he's going to be on Raw until the pay-per-view to me, it always made sense. They would, they would get, they, they would still have the effects of the brand split, while at the same time keeping things fresh, and it would, it would make for less rematches too. To me, it's a win-win-win-win. I've always kind of felt that.
13: Mm-hmm.
9: It would eliminate the need for two world titles too. Yes, it would. Which I think is it would, a terrible, think, terrible yeah. problem that they have.
8: Well, I, I think all it does, instead of elevating a second title, it devalues both. Right. I I would rather have the I would rather get rid of the U.S. and the Universal, and have the Intercontinental belt on one show and the heavyweight title on the other. I'd, I'd rather do that.
9: Well, I mean, what would you think if they just went back to like? I get that maybe each show has its own, like you know. Oh, you're right because like because between there's two tag titles there's two mid card titles you don't need them I don't know I like why can't the champions just defend them from anybody on either show I think, I think they that should. would make more sense Yeah what,
8: the way they had it in 2002 when they first did the brain split before they had Brock become exclusive to SmackDown they were doing it right Yeah. But they weren't doing it right in a way because they didn't have combined pay-per-views at the time, and that was really the issue.
9: And in hindsight, you would think that that would have been the easier fix.
11: Yeah, actually, it should have made
9: sense. Yeah.
8: I just think, you know what, like, Roman Reigns is the champion, you know? So one month he's on Raw, one month he's on SmackDown. People that only watch SmackDown are only being exposed to certain stars. Until the draft comes along. Right,
11: right.
8: And you've still got that constant problem. It's a vicious cycle for most of the undercard. It's not unlike the NBA where, like, you never want to finish in the middle, Matt. You always want to be the top team or the bottom team. Because the teams in the middle, it is nearly impossible to go anywhere in the NBA. You're just stuck in the yes. middle. That's why the Sixers tanked for seven years, eight years, whatever. Because when you're stuck in the middle you don't get good enough to move up and you don't get bad enough to move down.
11: Right. You People can't improve. Are just always uh, like, yeah,
8: right. And, and it's the same thing with the draft and with WWE. So like they invest and it's a vicious cycle. I'll give you an example. Liv Morgan, um, before, before this run on SmackDown. And I can tell you what's going to happen because I've seen it happen a million times. So Liv Morgan, um, She's on Raw, and she's being underutilized. And they moved her to SmackDown, that recently, where they're actually using her. You know? They're pushing her. They're doing something with her. And the second she gets traded back to Raw, and she will in the draft, mark my words, because they're going to want to put her on Raw. And when she's on Raw, she's going to flounder again. Because for some reason, the cycle is... On SmackDown, they push undervalued stars, and on Raw, they keep them
9: off TV. Feels like that's the way that those two shows have operated for 15 years now. I I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it.
8: Cesaro couldn't do scratch on Raw, and he's practically a main eventer on SmackDown.
9: You know, well, no. you know, when they're not erasing his win over Seth Rollins at WrestleMania by having him lose film now, but... <laughs>
8: Yeah, well, that was just to position him against Edge. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So, uh, yeah, so that's where we are. Uh, so nine one four three three eight eighteen
11: eighty five.
8: 338 1885
1: and, um, yeah, we really waxed philosophical tonight.
8: A lot to talk about. I'm happy with it. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, SummerSlam's coming up, and not to sound like a jerk, but SummerSlam hasn't felt like SummerSlam since 2002, uh, so I'm hoping this will be the year that that changes. Um, I don't think it's going to be, though. I don't think it's going to be. c so n n and Roman will be fun,
9: but you know Roman's going to win it, and you know... Well, he beat them before. The, the, don't you think? Like you know how much WWE loves to make history. You know, even though they're the ones, even though it's you know a booked history. But do you think yeah. the temptation to make Cena the most, give him the most title reigns of all time, is going to be too much temptation?
8: How
11: much money I mean, can they I really wait to pull be the
9: trigger a- on that? I think he's
8: gonna beat Lashley. I think I think he'll end up going to Raw and beating Lashley. <laughs>
9: <laughs> oh man! Because
8: they're, cause they're gonna do cause they're gonna do Roman and uh, the Rock
9: most likely. You know for the title.
8: Yeah, I would assume it's for the title.
9: Well, but how long can the Rock stick around? Like two weeks? No, he probably won't win either. Uh, like. I don't know. I mean, to, I feel like they're they're I mean, kind of booking themselves into a no win situation with with getting this title off of Roman at some point because he's run through everybody on SmackDown at this point. Yeah. Well. And going. A step I think further, it's all I mean, building think, for the Rock. Oh okay. man, I was kind of hoping. I do. Well, three months ago I was hoping it was going to be Drew, but. Well, it's going to They be started Drew. to turn Drew After into Zina. kind of a goober. Yeah. 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 Well, they're, they're,
8: they're positioning him so that Roman Reigns can dominate him when he gets moved to SmackDown in a couple of weeks.
9: It Drew? Yeah. Which stinks, because See, I, a year
11: ago,
8: that was the WrestleMania main event to me, was Drew and Roman.
9: Oh, my title God. Title title. Wasn't it Drew? Yeah, as – not as a goofy goober baby face, but as, like, no. the tough guy baby face that beat Brock Lesnar who, like, said what he was going to do and went out and did it. And now he's, like, making jokes about like his ancestor claymore the Loch Ness Monster and doing story time <laughs> with you. I'm like, you, why are you turning him in the scene part sword? two? Yeah. He's using yeah, a replica Yeah, of Vince sword. McMahon's fake prop yeah. sword. Like, yeah. No. no, 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 no. Well, like, the only way it would have been funnier that.
8: is if the sword went limp when, uh, when what's his name held it up, you know, then it would have been great. But, uh, you know, if, uh, <laughs> Roman if comes John out Cena... and gets
9: to talk to him about how, you know, <laughs>
8: if, one man out John of five is not mission...
9: uncommon, not an uncommon right, problem. Right, exactly. He'll, he'll do the old snarky Triple H gimmick, you know, where he makes fun of everything. Offer him the blue, offer him the blue pills from the, uh, right. you know,
8: I mean, I'm just saying, you know, if John Cena is the missionary position, then Drew McIntyre is probably like the upstanding citizen of the sex world.
9: Yeah. And I guess, <laughs> uh, I don't know, there's a joke in there somewhere, but I'm not going to go with it.
11: <laughs>
9: there certainly is. There certainly is. Uh, so 914 oh, come on, man!
8: Do it. Do it. Say the joke. Say the joke.
11: 1885. Okay. <laughs> I, I want to hear Roman
8: Reigns. Again. I don't, I love that one. Yeah. Give me one. Am <laughs> I hearing he put on <laughs> a nostalgia hilarious. act?
5: Oh, it's, all, it's yeah. the same thing. He, he came out here, the same music, the same entrance, the same run to the ring, the same outfit, the same promo, <laughs> the same insult. If I wanted that. All I had to do was search online for 2005 John Cena. It's the same thing over and over and over. It's like missionary position every (laughs) single night.
11: (laughs) Every single night. Oh, God. Yeah.
9: How much time have they wasted with Roman, considering, like, you can see how great he is now at almost yeah. everything. And they just kept him stuck as the, the shield enforcer character for all those years. Just, what a waste that was. Yeah. The Suffer and Succotash guy. Oh, God. And now they're trying to turn Drew you know.
8: into yeah, yeah, they are. They are. Brutal. That's the uh, That's Brutal. the model.
9: And then eventually...
8: Eventually, when they think people have had enough, they turn you, unless you're John Cena. I'll tell you what, I realized, and I realize Roman Reigns was special for a while, um, but it really drills it home when he can take either one of his tag team cousins and make them feel like a legitimate main eventer. That's when you know you've got something special. Because neither one of those guys, especially Jay, who was always positioned as, like, the lesser of the two Usos, um, he turned him into Main Event Jey Uso, just by a couple main matches and a couple Jay.
13: promos.
9: Yeah.
8: And he's still the one with the Bijou hair, you know? I mean... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bijan.
11: Yeah.
8: They're on to something, though. I, I, they are. Um, so I suspect... Um, Rains Reigns will finish up with Cena. He'll get three to six months of Drew. And then then The Rock will come
9: in. That's,
8: that's what I think we're looking at.
9: I really do. Oh, God. I don't mind seeing Reigns fight The Rock, but I don't want it to be for the title.
3: So you want
8: Cena to win the belt? Because he's probably going away,
9: too. I think you have a better chance of seeing it sticking around for like a small number of months than you do the rock. I think with the rock you get yeah. what? Two weeks, maybe, if you're yeah. lucky. And if his insurance company lets him wrestle. I mean that's the other thing that you gotta consider. Is it's not it's not totally up to him anymore, I don't think. I mean, yeah. in an ideal world,
8: what they would do is create another star the likes of Daniel Bryan or John Cena. For example, Cesaro. By having Cesaro beat Roman Reigns for the title a few weeks before WrestleMania because The Rock interferes. So now you've got that marquee matchup, The Rock against Roman Reigns, and you've got a title match between a young guy who's over and somebody else. They'll never do it. And if they do it, then the title suddenly becomes a – it becomes mid-card, you know? It becomes what it was when CM Punk had the belt and there was always another champion in the main event.
9: Do you think it's too late for them to course correct with Drew and get him focused and serious again and build to WrestleMania where it's the two of them over the title?
8: No, I, I I think it's totally possible. I think right now he's just treading water until he gets to SmackDown.
13: Yeah. I do
8: think it's possible, um, because like they, they yeah, kept I think him
9: got to get strong. The goofy promos.
8: Yeah, yeah. they kept him strong. He he really only lost that one match to Bobby Lashley, kind of
9: fair and square. Right, most of the so Lashley, I,
8: you know,
11: did yeah.
9: cheat to beat him most of those times. And, and, and they use and they used, like, um,
8: you know, they, they positioned it like, well, McIntyre can't challenge for the title now and blah, blah, blah. They're doing the old Lex Luger thing, kind of, you know. Right. He's got to yeah. find a way to cheat his way back into the main event, you know. And money in the bank just passed. They're acting like that was his only opportunity. But the truth is he'll have the draft and he'll have the Royal Rumble. Uh, winning the Royal Rumble would probably catapult him back to being in that spot again. Especially with right, a crowd. Right. I would think. Assuming they don't bomb it with the promos.
9: Yeah. that's. I mean, I'm, I have faith yeah. in him if he were allowed to come up with his own material. But like Yeah. I don't know. The, the, the stuff they're handing him is just dribble.
8: And the other thing is, like, I don't know how seriously you can take Drew McIntyre or if it's a total rebuild if his SummerSlam opponent is either Jinder Mahal or that Guy that he's got with him. I don't know how seriously you take him at that point.
0: Right, right.
11: So,
9: I mean, everybody uses Mahal as, as an undercard guy at this point.
8: Yeah, exactly, exactly.
9: So it's lots of interesting stuff for sure, Uh nine
8: one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. Uh what I want to do is I want to take another real quick commercial break, and uh, we do got to get Tina San Antonio on the line, so, um, you know, we will be playing that on the other side, and uh, then we'll open it back up to you guys, and certainly there's a lot to talk about, Matt and I have explored a ton of topics in the last hour, and... Uh, I think each and every one of them is out We barely even touched on CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, Matt. Like honestly, it it kind of mutated <laughs> into is, something entirely different.
9: Uh, we, it's fine. we actually ignored the big story to to fix WWE.
8: Yeah, well, I think because I they should be better, you know. I expect it's like Matt, you know, it's like when uh when my mom caught me doing something I I shouldn't have been doing, you know. Oh, no, she wasn't wait. mad. Come on, least... she wasn't mad. I didn't say what I was doing. She wasn't mad. She was disappointed. I'm not mad at WWE. I'm disappointed.
9: You know? I'm I'm kind of mad after
8: <laughs> a solid
9: 15 years of a lackluster product. I'm kind of I'm kind of mad at this point.
8: You're basically telling them they should at least throw their socks in the hamper.
9: Uh, Yeah. Not leave them on the floor for anybody. Yeah. All right. That's disgusting. I mean, right. Well, I mean, listen, socks get
8: sweaty, and I I would not. Yeah, that's disgusting.
9: Yeah. 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 (laughs) It's like showing up and your roommate is using your sock. Like, come
8: on hey, you know, it happens. You don't like to see it happen, but it happens. That's why you always check your shoes before you put your feet in them, Matt. I learned that years ago.
9: No comments. <laughs>
8: you <laughs> never know when the Easter Bunny slipped a little egg in there.
11: Uh, uh, inside nine one four three years ago. <laughs> Uh,
9: what were their
8: names again I forget it was like oh.
9: it's Action Jackson and I forget what the other one Action was Action
8: Jackson yeah
9: yeah I forgot about this guy. Carl Weathers
8: Carl Weathers 914 it's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling
3: Network and we'll be right back
4: 6 p.m. Eastern, vocnation.com.
1: VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer, the maestro,
2: Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and seeing what the hell you guys are thinking. So meet me here on the VOC Nation. Be there or be square.
13: The
6: worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.
8: All right, ladies and gentlemen, joining us on the line right now, we have the one and only uh, Tina San Antonio. She's going to be part of the ECWA Women's Super 8 Tournament, July 31st in Paulsboro, New Jersey. And uh, Tina, what's going on? How you feeling tonight? You, you getting excited?
12: I'm getting ready. Um, I'm definitely excited, but I've been getting ready. I mean, I've I'm coming into this tournament more than ready. I've never been more confident in my abilities in the ring. I've been training harder than ever in and out of the ring. So, you know, success is not won by those who are destined. It's won by those who are determined.
8: There you go. And I keep hearing your name, obviously. Uh, you're a veteran of this, uh, of wrestling. And a lot of these girls have a lot less experience than you. Uh, what's your take on, on the field this year, on, on the women that you'll be competing
11: against?
12: Um, I, I definitely have some more experience. Um than them in this business, but I have to say, you know what? They may be younger, they may be faster, but I work smarter, and I have more insurance. So, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that to the end.
8: <laughs> well, I know the uh, Super Eight tournament's been something that you wanted to do for a while now. And obviously, we weren't able to have it last year because of the pandemic but uh, what are your thoughts on the tournament in general? just kind of being part of something so uh so uh big in terms of history and legacy?
12: I know it's the uh, longest running tournament uh an in independent right a brand yeah, yeah, I mean, I definitely have to say you know it's uh when I say prestigious, easy. WA Super 8 and what it represents, I mean it. I mean I I you know been in the business for quite some time. I'm also a fan of the business. So for some it means something for somebody like me. Um it, it brings the best and the best, I feel, in women's professional wrestling out. So uh I mean it's just it and then now after having a year where you know there was nothing really going on and you know we didn't know when it was going to come back and where it was going to lead us i'm definitely looking forward that this is basically the start of something that i've been waiting so long for i mean the last time I spoke to you was early on in my return after many years yeah Yeah, and I and I felt like um like I was on this you know good you know road you know I was just full speed ahead and then you know selfishly saying because it, it wasn't just me it was you know the whole world but the whole yeah, world kind yeah. of came to this stop you know so I was just for me it was like a huge I was like oh, I can't let this you know stop me from moving forward and going after you know this dream and and you know this this thing that i've been working so hard for and i was just like i wasn't gonna let it stop me so through all of this i'm like less than thankful to be training where i am um that i was able to go in there when everybody else didn't have mm-hmm. ring time or place to go to and i just i mean I i worked my ass off and i focused hard and i went in that ring and i worked hard Every single day, you know, whether it was in and out of that ring training three or four times a week, I took advantage of it when nothing else was open. That okay. Was my, you know, it was open in my home. So I'm just so, again, so that leading up to this moment for me, it's like I can't wait to get in that ring and just kind of show everyone, show you, show, you know, ECWA what hard work, you know, pays off, you know, and does. So,
11: Yeah, you know,
12: know, it's just again, like I said, it was just such a long road for me to get where I I was the last time we spoke and then to have it take me where where I am now. I'm excited. You know, I'm, I'm definitely excited to see it all come together and it and, you know, have it come together in the ECWA ring, which to me, I have to say, is probably one place that I feel like home. Very
8: cool. Very cool. Is is it safe to say that you turned the pandemic into a positive?
12: A hundred percent. As far as, okay. I did not. I did not let it stop me. You know, I just used it to gear me towards my goal.
2: You know,
12: I I definitely, you know, I I have to say, just like everybody else, maybe in the beginning, you know, gained a little, you know, few pounds there, the quarantine few pounds. That's it. That's it. Then we worked it off.
11: Yeah.
8: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I hear you. Uh, so uh, you mentioned kind of training earlier, and uh, you train with Damian Adams. Am I correct about that?
12: Currently, yes, currently. Yeah.
8: I- so what has that experience been like? I mean, I know Damian has coached a couple of uh, former Super 8 winners.
12: He sure did. He's, he's coached former Super 8 winners, and he's coached uh, the best in the world right now. So yeah. um, I have to say he is he's tough. He's tough, but you know what? You need, it's tough love. It's tough yeah. love. And I've, I've definitely taken everything he said and I've dissected it and I've broken it down. And I just tried to, you know, create something, you know, a, a, that I could, you know, to as, as much as I could to being perfect for me. Maybe not for him. He is a perfectionist. Right but he's, he's, he's pushed me and, you know, and and he always believed in me and he's never stopped believing me in me. And I feel like that's, you know, it's driven me to work even harder, you know, to get, you know, everything, the whole formula that you need in that ring, you know, right. So, and I still, to this day, it's still not good enough, but you know what, I'll, I'll take that.
8: (laughs) Very cool. Now you mentioned, um, you know, kind of coming back to the ECWA. I think you said ECWA feels like home. Uh, for people who haven't seen you maybe since you were in the ECWA last time, what has changed for you personally, professionally? All um,
12: that. Everything. Everything. Um, I stand by with what I say and I mean it. Um, it's not personal. It's just business. At this point when I'm in that ring, Um, I just, I, I, you know, leave everything else, you know, behind. It's just, I'm at this point trying to get ahead and maybe at the end of the day, it's not always a win, but I'm going to take it as a lesson. I'm going to take it as a lesson learned, not as a loss. I'm just going to use that to keep pushing me and, you know, making me go forward. So, um, I want to be, uh, you know somebody who sets a path and maybe I won't be the first and I'm definitely not going to be the last but I'm going to set and create a path for you know all these women who at one time thought that maybe you know they couldn't continue on with something that they really loved and you know what I mean I'm here to prove them that you know what I mean You can keep moving forward, you know, and that everybody else is wrong who told you maybe you couldn't come back and, you know, fulfill, you know, this destiny or, you know, this, you know, even though I had said it's not a destiny, it's those who are determined. So that's me. Right, right. You know, but it's just a lot's changed, you know. I I have a family. um I have a a career. And so putting this all together, a family career, I travel two hours a day, you know, for a few times a week to train with Damien Adams. I'm also yeah. in the gym. I don't know if, you know, if you watch my social, me- social media, I'm working out on the field. Like I'm going, you know, I'm going ham <laughs> they say, right. Of course, like every aspect of my life. So it, this is not fun and games to me. It's not, you know, it's, it, this is hard work. And so everybody else, you know, who wants to come into that ring now, you know, this weekend, um, you know, they better they they better be ready. That's all I have to say.
8: Well let's talk about some of the women that are going to be in the tournament with you. Obviously a huge injury uh we found out today about Kaya McKenna not
11: be
8: <laughs> not being able to participate. But we know we have uh we have Vicious Vicky, we have Erica Lee, uh mm-hmm. Gabby Ortiz, Adina Steele uh, Demaris Dawkins and Amber Dembois. I, I might have said that wrong. Ashley. I apologize, Amber.
12: Ashley. You actually got uh, Ashley. Ashley, yes,
8: Ashley. I did. Sorry about that. Uh, is there anybody that kind of jumps out at you as like, man, like I would love to get in the ring with them?
12: Well, I have to say right now probably my biggest competition is going to be Ashley. You know, she is a, okay a teammate of mine on, you know, Team Adams. So, you know, we both know each other's strengths and our weaknesses, um, so she's definitely going to be my biggest competition there. Um, okay. Other than that, I mean, if I get the opportunity and chance, I think Vicious Vicky, she's definitely made a name for herself, um, you know, in, in the last, I guess, few years, so I would definitely love to get in there with her and see what this is all about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I so Go ahead.
11: Sorry.
8: No, I was just gonna ask, have you given thought to how like level the playing field is? Like I feel like everybody different experiences have gotten you guys to this point, but I feel like everybody's got a shot. Okay. Um,
12: I mean you have your opinion.
13: Okay, okay. (laughs) Fair enough.
12: You know, yeah, you could say everybody has a shot, but at this point, I, you know, I guess I feel like Ashley maybe is my only, uh, you know, clear competition at this point. But you okay. know, I'm, I'm going to be biased and say, you know, that's just because of all of the. Uh, I know what both me and her have been doing this last year. So yeah.
8: Well, I, I mean, as somebody who's kind of. Uh, been around almost since the beginning of you wrestling. Um, I I feel like there definitely has been a progression and a constant improvement in your game. Uh, And uh, it does feel like kind of the perfect storm in a way where everything's going to converge this Saturday in Paulsboro, New Jersey. Uh, For those who aren't familiar, uh, what can we uh, expect to see from Tina San Antonio come Saturday?
12: Um. You know what, I'm a technical wrestler, so I have to say, um, I technically will do anything to win. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so um, I I think that's all I have to say with that. Again, at the end of the okay. day, it's not, it's not personal. It's business, and... um you know, if they if they're unfamiliar with me, I have uh, uh, you know when I was first around and I was a part of ECWA in the early um, earlier on in my career. It was definitely it was more I was sunshine and butterflies. And mm-hmm. you know, after you know everything happening, um, you know, being out for a little while, this whole pandemic coming back, uh, you realize it really isn't. That's not what life's about. You know, life's about working hard, and I plan on doing that this weekend. I'm gonna you know definitely give it my all and see see what okay.
8: happens very cool, uh, so I'm gonna throw you a curveball now. One of the listeners wants to know what's the coolest or most exotic place that you've wrestled
12: um, oh, I really have only really stuck to the East Coast, so I don't know if there's mm-hmm. any. Exotic places. I mean exotic, I was, probably but, a stretch. Yeah, I mean like at wrestled <laughs> in Arizona. I don't know if that's exotic. But um for sure. this place. I mean, I'm hoping, you know, with you know, everything happening right now, the world will slowly start to get back to normal and I'll have more and more opportunities to work somewhere exotic. Um I don't have yeah. any, I don't have any limitations to where, you know, or how exotic <laughs> okay <laughs> it would be, but i I'm hoping to work some pretty exotic places that'd be that'd be definitely um my goal
11: well,
8: you know they say e c w a opens doors right so uh I mean kind of talking long term plans, maybe where do you see yourself in the next uh in the next couple of years
12: um i'm I'm hoping to you know be able to be presented on a bigger platform. I feel like I okay. work, you know. I extend. I extended, busted my ass. I've been working hard. I'm definitely learning every single day. I'm going to continue to do that, and I'm just hoping that um, I'll be able to share it, you know, with everybody and touch, you know, a more of an audience on a on a larger platform.
11: Okay.
8: Uh, kind of um, along the same lines of another question I asked earlier. Uh, one of the listeners wants to know what kind of advice you would give to an aspiring wrestler.
12: Um, I have to say, uh, keep your mouth shut. Listen and keep your mouth shut. Mm. That's Fine. why I don't wrestle. Sorry. What? Just, uh, you cut out. That's why
8: me. I don't wrestle. I just said yeah. <laughs>
12: just interview. I'm just kidding. You have too much yeah. to say. <laughs>
8: that's funny.
12: Um, no, it really, you know, I I find that's the biggest thing that um, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people come in expecting, you know, overnight miracles, you know, promises and dreams that are going to happen immediately for them. You know, sometimes it's, you know, uh, who you know and where you are in the right place at the right time. You know, sometimes it works, yeah better, yeah but not all the time. You know, work as hard as you can possibly work. Find the best place that you can in your area to train. And, um, you know, and you have to put in the work you have and you can and don't get discouraged by it there's so many days i mean i've been doing this for a while now and i have to say Mm -hmm, in this last year i probably cried three times (laughs) you know it's just yeah it's just you know it's it's such, uh, you know, it's this relationship you have that you can't stop thinking about it. You know, it's just, it, it doesn't stop. You know, there. you have to constantly study. I mean, I take the train every day into the city to work. And that's my time where I, I sit and I, you know, I throw on YouTube and I go back and I, you know, pull up some old classics, you know, old school videos and I start doing my homework. And I I mean, I have experience and I'm still doing this, you yeah. know, so it's just that you have to put the work in, you know, no matter, even if you, like I said, even if you are in the right place, sometimes at the right time, it's not going to be yeah. enough at the end of the day. It's not. You got to put the work, put the work in.
8: <laughs> is it safe to say that wrestling is a sickness?
12: Absolutely.
11: Okay. Yeah, it, okay.
12: It, it, it's you know everybody. I feel like who's in this industry. There's just you know something is definitely wrong with <laughs> us. Um, <laughs> um, but besides that, yeah, it's like it's an addiction. It's just you. You, yeah. really, you know you you just you never know. You know you never know. Um, you know what to expect, and then the minute you feel like maybe maybe something you know. Is
13: right,
12: it's wrong, and yet you can't stop. I've had, you know, I've I've met so many, you know, good people in the last few years, and it's just, you know, I talk to them, and you know, we have long conversations, we have rides together that we, you know, get to, you know, just talk and. It's just, you bring it, you know, it's like, like I say, don't bring your work home with you, but this is like work that just never, yeah. just never leaves you, you know, <laughs> right. it's, really, it's just always, it's always with you. And, you know, I'll, I'll three o'clock in the morning, I'll be thinking about, you know, something in training or something in a match and I'll just, you know, I can't, I, I can't stop obsessing over it. And it's, yes, it's a sickness. <laughs>
8: <laughs> well, you know you talk about expecting the unexpected, and I think this Saturday, Paulsboro, New Jersey, the women's Super Eat tournament, I think there's gonna be a lot of really cool stuff, uh, but certainly a lot of unexpected stuff as well so, so so I just noticed both of our names are Tina San Antonio. that's weird. I apologize about that guy as well.
13: <laughs> we'll fix
8: that in post uh but uh, yeah, no, so anyway, Tina, uh, best of luck this Saturday. Thank you for the time tonight. I had a huge favor to ask before uh before we let you go. Uh I was hoping we could get you to record what we call a bumper to play on the beginning of the show. Okay. Would that be okay?
11: Sure. Cool. And
8: then when you're big and famous, you'll be able to we'll be able to pretend like we were kind of you know, that close the whole time, right?
12: Okay, absolutely.
8: Okay, cool. I feel like me and uh, so you are, is, though.
12: <laughs> I think we are. I
8: think we are. I, I, and you're the sentimental favorite for me as well. Okay, been around, and
12: I, I enjoy uh, the space this time. Usually it's been over the phone.
8: This is a lot better. I, I, I've I really okay. gotten to like this over the pandemic. So mm-hmm. uh, anyway, so the name of the show is In the Room. If you could just tell people who you are and remind them that they're listening to In the Room, we'll have you on your way.
12: Okay, sure
8: whenever you're ready.
12: This is Tina San Antonio, and you're listening to In the Room.
8: Tina, thank you so much for the time tonight. I I can't wait for Saturday.
9: This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide.
1: VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts, and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer, The Maestro, former Impact performer, Wes Frisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor, Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality, Bruce Wirtz. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern and In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrator's Fred Hicks and WCW alum, The Maestro. Both shows take callers live during the show, and recent guests have included General Adnan, Kito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Danger Sandy Davis, Jimmy Hart, Richard Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more.
2: This is your Amiga, Shelly from Cali, to let you know you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and seeing what the hell you guys are thinking
8: All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome back. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network right here live on VOCNation.com. Brady Hicks, and uh, so excited to be here with you guys. Don't forget to check out all the great stuff that's still available on VOCNation.com. We got a little backed up this week because I was late kind of uploading some shows, but we're all caught up as of right now on the feed at least. The website will hopefully get updated in the next day or so. <clears throat> and then we'll be all caught up. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube. don't forget to find our uh, premium patreon account as little as the cost of a cup of coffee lots of great just uh, just a- incredible just kind of talent and uh, I'm sorry content that you can uh, find on the VOC nation wrestling network. Um, so lots of great stuff there. Don't forget to check us out on social media as well. And I also wanted to throw a special shout out. To uh, our good friend, King David Lean. Uh, for those who aren't familiar, uh, King David Lane announced his retirement this week from podcasting. Um, this guy has been going since, I believe, 2011 in a part of VOC Nation. He started out as a caller on the original terrestrial show that I used to do with, uh, on uh, WNJC 1360 out of South Jersey. Uh, me and Bruce Wirt, VOC Wrestling Nation. Which is kind of what spawned the network. <coughs> um, David started out as a caller, and you know he would religiously call in, not unlike the callers that we have on this show, except they're not really religious anymore. Um, and then eventually, what happened when Bruce Wirt decided to step away from broadcasting, King David stepped in. He took over the flagship V.O.C. <coughs> Nation Wrestling. Uh, myself and he, uh, we ho- we co-hosted it for about two years together until it got to be a little bit too much for me, and I wanted to just focus on in the room. King David made the thing his own, you know, and he continued it. They changed the name a couple of years ago to Wrestling With Problems, just to avoid confusion since we actually have the VOC Wrestling Nation Network. And with Bruce Wirtway and back, we didn't want to confuse things, so King David changed the name. But he's been with us for like nine years, something like that. So he announced his retirement last week. And uh we couldn't be happier for him. Certainly want to wish him the best as well. Um again guys, nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. And I'm giving out the number, uh, realizing that we probably don't have a lot of steam left, uh, unless we get some callers because I'm I'm pretty close to fried, I I gotta admit, you know. So I'm thinking we'll talk a little more Daniel Bryan, CM Punk in, in AEW, maybe do some quick hits and uh we'll get out of here for the night. Uh, Matt, I wanted to say specifically, with CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, I, I like the fact that it unlocks a lot of different potential matchups. ups um, You know, we're always talking about fresh content and not rematches and stuff like that. And I, I think either one of them you could really program with anybody from the bottom all the way up to the top, and they'd fit right in.
9: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean – Think about, like, some of the guys that they've never really had the opportunity to wrestle, at least not in front of a national audience. Yeah. Put them in there with, like, Paige or Omega or – or I mean, the, the possibilities are endless. Darby. Um, I mean, it's just each other. I mean, like, I know they fought each other in WWE, but I imagine – They'd have a lot more freedom to determine how this match goes down in AEW. Sure,
11: um, sure.
9: Yeah, no, I've, I've, there's so many options. Sure. What do you think about even that? Even O'Brien Moxley. So I would say just Mox- yeah. I'm sorry, I sorry. I was just gonna say even Moxley because okay. Moxley feels very far removed from Dean Ambrose at this point.
5: Totally
8: different guy.
9: Yeah. Totally different Dean guy. Ambrose
8: is locked in a closet somewhere with a gas mask on, so I haven't seen him in years.
9: Yeah, yeah. haven't seen him.
11: Yeah.
8: Joe, so what do you think about that, though? I mean, you've got an already pretty decent roster in AEW, and now you're adding uh, two of probably the most legitimate, uh, just all-around good technical wrestlers of the last 20 years, really, who are also very popular, by the way.
7: Yeah, as I alluded to earlier, it's definitely a game-changer, and I think it'll it'll force everyone involved with the company to even step up their game even that much more. They had two of the hottest commodities in the business signed with them. Does
8: that make them – I mean, they're already the number two, but do you think that pulls them a little closer to WWE, or am I just kind of speculating right now?
7: Oh, well, popularity-wise – I mean it it I mean it it's if 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 they're not there they're they're definitely uh that much close a lot more close than they were.
8: Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right, so let's do some quick hits and uh we'll get out of here for tonight. I, I wanted to mention just some funny things that just kinda yeah, I, I kinda saw on the news feed So you got Riddle, right? And he's really funny anyway. I and the stuff he was doing with Randy Orton, honestly, uh I feel like he's gotten more out of Randy Orton than anybody in the last Ten years, probably, (laughs) other than maybe Edge. Um, The stuff that they're doing is funny. It's corny. It's stupid. But for some reason, with him, it works. And I think it's hilarious that Vince McMahon didn't even realize that, like, Fast Times at Ridgemont High was a thing. Like, he thinks it's the Riddle voice. Not unlike, hell, he didn't realize that Razor Ramon was doing Scarface. He had no idea. And it's kind of the same thing, I guess. And I think it's hilarious. But Riddle uh, issued a challenge. To the NXT UK Champion Water, which is particularly funny because not only are they on different brands, but Walter's hurt right now. So Rid- Riddle's, Riddle's throwing out challenges to guys you know can't go. And I, I don't know. It's just funny. I, I just think it's funny and stupid. And um, he also <laughs> Spicoli. <laughs> Spicoli. He um, you know, Derek pointed out something really funny last week that I had forgotten about uh, Riddle when he came up to the main roster. Vince McMahon said, I barely know who you are, and you've already got heat with Brock and Goldberg. And Riddle's just like, oh, cool. And then he walked out. That guy is RVD, man. That guy is the new RVD. (laughs)
3: He doesn't care. I think it's great.
11: I
8: would pay anything to see
11: that.
3: Yeah, yeah.
8: I would pay anything to see the backstage altercations he had with Goldberg or Brock. I'm sure they're amazing. And Riddle's, like, a legitimate, like, shooter. Like, so it, you can't discount him altogether, even though he's a lot smaller than those guys. It's just funny. He's a lot younger than those guys, too. That's the other thing I remember. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Stroh, so uh, your old colleague, guy by the name of... Uh, Vincent, or, or Virgil, as some people call him, he uh, he's challenging L.A. Knight for the million-dollar title. And he's covered oh, in meat sauce. He's covered in meat
11: sauce. I love what he's <laughs> doing.
8: Have you guys seen these promos that he's cutting on, like, social media, talking about going to the Olive Garden? He is, um, have you seen these? He's hilarious. No. Oh. Well, I mean, you know Virgil, right? I mean, everybody knows Virgil. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, here's the, here's some of the quotes. Being obsessed with the Olive Garden. This is mm-hmm. Virgil. That would be a wonderful for me, but the money got to be right and out and big. I love big money because I love big Olive Garden, and you need big money to buy big Olive Garden. Also, I love big booties. It doesn't even sound real. It's that, uh, Yeah.
11: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they know on the kid. <laughs> ca-
8: He is. I think it's what he's doing. Uh, I mean, they knew I was the king of the meat sauce. You can't F that career up. I was king. It might be a top ten moment for somebody else, but for me it was just another walk in the park. I'm a hustler. I'm a doer. I love video games, but the one thing I love is Olive Garden. And I love the F money. All the F money is where all the kids come around for gaming. They come around to play games with me. I'm a gamer. My priorities are money and meat sauce. How is this not guy how is this guy not on T V somewhere?
7: <laughs> He's great. He should have his own show.
8: Yeah. Seriously.
7: I don't know what you would call it, but he would have his own
8: show. <laughs> <laughs> um one more, I, I, and I wasn't on this week to really talk about it, but, like, a lot of people were really up in arms, Matt, because Karrion Cross debuted on Raw, and after more than a year of very strong build, lost to Jeff Hardy in under two
9: minutes. Funny stuff. Well, Jeff got, stuff. Jeff got his old song back. He got no more words He back. did. Cross should have known he couldn't yep. win that match.
8: Yeah, and it's not also, that's not the only thing he got back. He got the COVID, too, which is why he wasn't on Raw this week. Uh so they already kind of blew up that program where Killian Cross is going to get his kill it, K- Cross is going to get his revenge. So they put him in the ring this week with Keith Lee and I'm watching that match and I just keep thinking stroll. There's no way Karian's going to win this match. Because otherwise what you did last week is kind of pointless. Which is crazy. <laughs> because for the longest time, you didn't want to see anyone get a move in on carrying. You just wanted him to destroy everybody. Uh, he did win. He won by submission, proving once again that, like, I don't understand a damn thing that they're doing most of the time. But I'll tell you what, he looked a lot better winning the match than he did losing. Yeah. he's um, He's going to be big. I have a feeling. Uh, the only problem I see is that he looks huge in NXT because most of those guys are tiny. And when he's on the main roster and he's got Keith Lee and not Judas a uh, Damian Priest, and he's got Drew McIntyre, he's got all these giants all around him. He just looks like another guy. Even Jeff Hardy was kind of tall next to him. It's different when you're team? wrestling Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole.
9: Yeah, in
8: Bangalore. With that said, I think he's—I think he's going to be huge. I do. Um, I hope that they allow his personality to really shine. Um, to me, and he kind of went to NXT around the same time that Brian Cage went to AEW, and I kind of took it as like a little bit of an experiment: who's going to succeed better? Um, so far, I give it to Carrying Cross. I know there's still time, and we don't know who's going to reach the top first. I think they both will, uh, but right now, other than that blip against Jeff Hardy, I think Karrion Cross has just been the man. Just my thought. Just my thought. How so.
9: many NXT guys have we said this about, though? Oh, a the lot. Crapload. And they they and, and they base It's Most yeah. of, the vast majority of them.
8: Yeah, but this guy's actually built. And Vince McMahon loves big guy. He's what six five. He's Jack. He looks like Batista. Is what he looks like.
9: I yeah. Yeah, when, when I, I don't know. Dodjakovic was big and built there. <laughs> <laughs> His yeah, name is T Bar now. Like. <laughs>
8: Well that's true. That's true.
9: And he's teaming with the other green guy,
8: yeah. I um you're right. You're right. And look at Keith Lee too. I mean, he was a, a freak of nature this time last year, so Yep. We'll see. We'll see. Well, I, I think that's about it. Um, Stro, did you have anything you wanted to plug on the way out of here?
7: Uh, just W C W Retro Thursday oh. night. Wait.
8: Wait. Sorry, we actually do have a call. Oh, he left. Oh no, he didn't. Uh, we have a caller. Okay. This is good. And then we'll do that. Is that okay?
7: Sure.
8: Sorry, I just I I, I was so excited, uh, and we haven't talked to this guy in a while, so I I couldn't be more <coughs> excited. We're actually going to bring on uh, Dustin for the first time in uh, a while. Yeah. Uh-huh. How you doing, been, man? It's been, How you it's doing, been brother? Too, it's been two months. Yeah, yeah, it has been a long time. So I gotta tell you, to... Seth Rollins is one of my favorites now. Oh, oh, uh, I'm sorry, Dustin. One second, Matt. That was the other thing I wanted to mention. Um, I don't know how much you've been watching SmackDown, but between Seth Rollins and Down on His Left, Baron Corbin, who totally would have worked in our email wrestling league. Um, yes, it's been amazing. Baron Corbin is my favorite wrestler now. At what he's doing, the Down on His Left.
6: Oh. <laughs>
11: Sorry. Well, Go ahead. he's wonderful, he
6: Well, Brady, I was at I was at uh, SmackDown in Houston uh, on uh, on the, the first show back, and then I was at Money the Bank, and then Raw, and then I was at uh, SmackDown in Cleveland, and then uh, in Cleveland last week. Yeah.
8: Wow, you're really getting around again.
6: Well, then That's that's what I'm doing until Summerslam.
8: You're not going to Summerslam.
6: No, I'm going to. I'm just taking a little travel break until until Summerslam.
8: Oh, ah, okay.
6: Yeah, yeah I'm it sounds like a
8: travel break. Okay, so well, uh, I'm glad to see you're going to wrestling shows again. Uh, are you flying? or Are you taking the old uh, the old um, bus? The tour bus. I'll
6: fly, I'll, I'm flying around. So
8: you're not John Madden in
6: it? No, uh, I was at the tapings where where Dakota Kai turned on Raquel uh, Gonzalez last week. Oh, yeah. That was wild. Well, because I live in Orlando, I'm not that far from the Capital Wrestling Center.
8: Well, it sounds like every time you go to a wrestling show, you're far away from it.
6: Well, I live in Orlando, so it's not that far from where I live. I live like 15 minutes from there.
8: You know, actually, Dustin, in October, I'm going to be down in Orlando. We should grab a drink.
6: All right, sounds good to me. Yeah,
8: we got to get a picture what? together for the social.
11: That
6: sounds good to me. Just uh, all right, I'm, brother. We'll do well, it. All. Well, I just uh, I just wanted to call in now because I haven't done it in several months. I just don't want y'all thinking something happened to me. Yeah,
8: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was good to hear from you. Uh, don't be a stranger, uh-huh. man.
6: I've have had a blast. Like i have gonna bring back the live crowds. You you, you 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 can't really 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 feel you're it you're not person. Yes, but it's a, it's the first time it, it was a lot I'll lighter. That... Yeah. It was a lot lighter in person.
11: Mhm. Yeah. Matt, I was gonna you. say
6: that
8: actually.
11: Yeah. The the shows
8: have been so much different with the crowds. Everybody.
6: I've enjoyed it really. I've had so much fun yeah. really. Yeah. The Seth Rollins segment on on SmackDown this past Friday with Edge, man, that was, that, that was
11: awesome.
6: Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Did you enjoy that, Brody, where Edge attacks Seth?
8: Um, I don't know. I mean, it was okay. I See, I, I think Seth Rollins is hilarious. I love, like, the tie-dye suits and stuff. I love uh-huh. that he's, like, back there, like, cackling like a Disney villain every time he – he does something underhanded. I, I think he's, he's great. He's a winner you know? now. <laughs> he is. He is. He is. Um, uh, I, other than Baron Corbin, he's my favorite wrestler. Baron Corbin has become, like, the top guy for me. I can't believe I didn't think to mention that
11: earlier. Um, uh, um,
6: if Cena if, if yeah. or, or Bauer get...
11: yeah.
6: doesn't, beat, doesn't beat Roman for the title. I made, made a bad investment. Go. Um, yeah, Brady, sorry, go
9: ahead. We need to come up with a lot of bad things um, Brady, to happen to Baron Corbin.
6: <laughs> uh, um, go ahead, Doug. Birdie, do you think uh, if Ken if Balor or, or, or Sinai don't beat Roman for the top, do you think Seth will be the guy to beat him?
3: No,
8: I think The Rock's going to beat him for the belt. You think so? No. Pro- I don't know. Probably. I well, guess it depends on when. they If they do at WrestleMania, I do kind of expect Roman to win just because – the rock won't uh, be around kind of long term. Maybe uh, Drew. Big E.
3: Uh, Big E.
6: Don't forget about Big,
3: Big E's contract. Yeah. I don't know. I I still have to
8: have a hard time seeing him as a champion. But I had a hard time seeing Kofi as a champion, so don't go by me.
6: Well, you know, it, it would do a lot for Big E's career for him to cash in on Roman to win the title.
8: It kind of feels like a video game, though, to see him like to see him holding the belt would be like. Like playing a video game, you know? Like, I used to, like, do that all the time. I'd have, like, Chavo Guerrero win, like, the WWE title on it. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's fun and all, but you just know it's not happening in real life.
3: Well, you know, Bertie, I I guess Chavo. It's...
8: I'm not singling Chavo
6: out. Well, Bertie, a, uh, I guess I'll catch y'all later. I gotta go.
8: Alright, peace out, homie. Alright, alright, bro. Oh, oh, Dustin, Dustin. Oh, I was going to ask him what a uh, what sexual position Seth Rollins would be. <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh
11: huh.
8: He's got to be the dirty Harry of uh, sexual positions.
11: Uh-huh. Oh man. <laughs> all right, all right, Stro. Sorry about
8: that. I, I just, I, you know, when I saw Dustin call in, I was like, we go, we got to go to him. Oh, ahead. being
7: be, be, preempted for Dustin—that's uh, wow. a whole new level right there.
8: <laughs> <laughs> I no. can't go out with uh-huh. Dustin, you're the main event.
7: Yeah. Okay.
8: Um, <laughs> He's the semi-main. <laughs>
7: mm-hmm.
8: <laughs> He's semi-something. Yeah, that—that—that's
7: that, that, pretty sad for this show.
11: <laughs> <laughs>
7: <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, if it's, if it's if it's safe to go all the right way through about being cut off again, uh, thir- WCW Retro Thursday night talking. Greatest Commentators, Cue the Music, and then uh, Friday night, Throw Zone, Midnight Eastern Standard Time. Uh, the feature will be The Snow Creatures, so please tune in. And uh, fun as always. Thanks.
8: Always a great time. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, so be sure to check out ECWA Women's Super 8 this Saturday in Paul Stowe, New Jersey. It is a packed lineup, and I had it loaded up, and it's, it's not available now. Give me one second here. Thank you to everybody for tuning in this week, of course. Thank you to all the callers. Thank you to Tina <coughs> Tina San Antonio for taking the time here tonight. And, uh, yeah, no, it, it was a great time. It's a great time as always. Lots of great discussion. Thank you to Matt for sticking around for the whole show, by the way. Thank you to Kathy, to Stroh, to Derek, to Ray, to the whole crew. Uh, so, anyway, the Women's Super 8 this Saturday. Megan Baines is now part of the tournament with the... With the uh, injury to Kaya McKenna, so it'll be Vicious Vicky, Erica Lee, Gabby Ortiz, Tina San Antonio, Adina Steele, Damaris Albright or Demaris Dawkins, I'm sorry, Ashley D'Ambois, and now Megan Bain. So be sure to check it out. And uh, in case you were wondering, I have the video interviews from all the girls that we've interviewed. Uh, They'll be coming out in the next couple days as well. So be sure to stay tuned to the social media. And uh, like I said, I'll put all those uh, video interviews up as well. And uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in this week. It's been a fun time. But I am ready for bed. So, everybody, have a great night. We'll talk to you real soon. I love
11: you all. Bye-bye.